It is party time. Mom, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show's Tuesday, which is Monday's hangover, and I am feeling it because of this uh, pollen, which I think the uh, pollen rating is at a million at this point. You guys have problems with that, Chris? Do you have it? Kayla, you got it bad? It's horrible. Um, I woke up yesterday. I don't get sick. Like, I pride myself in not getting sick. That's why I'm on a, I'm on a tequila uh, protocol. And it pretty much kills everything, but, you know, is what it is. And this time of year, though, I tell you, it gets, it gets rough. So, anyway, enough about all that. Uh, I'm feeling it. I sound a little weird. That's okay. Thank God for drugs at work, unlike the vaccine. Um, yeah, I, um, I want to I do a couple of bookkeeping things here. First of all, if you're not a member of Blaze TV, Subscribe blazetv.com slash chat and use promo code chat. All right. Sign up. Get get a savings on your annual subscription. Uh, it's important because what we're doing with our overtime show that releases on Friday, when you go to the Chad Prather show logo banner inside Blaze TV, you click it, scroll over, and you'll find every Friday we put out a new overtime. That's more like a podcast, right? It's more like a just sit-down conversation. And this week, we're going to sit down with uh, my buddy Stu Bergier, the host of Stu Does America. You know the thing that fascinates me about Stu, guys? Stu, um, he's so smart, but he doesn't think of himself that way. Like, he knows, he, he knows what he knows. But, like, Stu is like a stud. He just don't think of himself like that. He, so he's got a humility that's there. Uh, Steve knows he's smart. Steve will tell you. Steve Dace will tell you how smart he is. And, um, yeah, I, I, but I, I love both those guys. And I love being around smart people. It's, it's just cool to hang out. But, the, you know, the difference between, like, Steve Dace and Stu Bergier is Stu, when you get past the, the exterior, the kind of the, the shell there, he'll loosen up and have some fun with you. I, I've still – Steve Dace, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a deep it's a thick shell on steve dace uh he's a pretty serious guy he, he looks at the world in a very serious way and, and rightfully so we're living in a crazy world uh but uh get the overtime so you got to do that by subscribing to blaze tv blaze tv.com slash chad use promo code chad and that's my commercial for this segment um until we get to the next one um which will happen right now actually come see me in mckinney's in mckinney at hank's Friday night, me and the Ragamuffins. It's going to be a trimmed down version of the Ragamuffins. Mike and Jeff won't be there, so, uh, but but it'll be bam bam on the drums and me and Steve and Ben, and it's going to be a good time. So general admission tickets only. We're going to start at nine o'clock. Now, let me just go ahead and tell you guys, I did you a favor because they they messaged me yesterday. They messaged uh, Phil, who's my road guy, and they said we want y'all to start at ten o'clock Friday night, and I said nine o'clock. We're old. We're not rock stars. We're starting at 9 o'clock. We'll stay with you and party for a while, but we're not starting at 10 o'clock because I know what happens. My people, my audience always gets to a show. They, they read. You guys have got to learn how to read a website, okay? If it says doors are at 6 or doors are at 7, y'all start showing up like the show's happening there. Yeah. Not the way that happens. The show won't be till nine o'clock. So if you get there at six o'clock, yeah, the doors are open. You can come in and have drinks and eat food, whatever. But you're not going to get a show for three or four hours. So I said, nope, we've been pushing this thing is nine o'clock. So Hanks and McKinney, nine o'clock, uh, which even that feels late to me. There's a reason why I do comedy because I could do a comedy set at seven thirty at night, 
and I'm off the stage by nine. I'm gone. I'm out of there. My, my night is done. But doing music's a different story. Then uh, next week, Midland, Texas. Midland, Texas. And, um, yeah, going to be at the Wagner Noel. And so just check out the website, chadpratherlive.com, or go to chadpads.com and see the schedule. we got some cool stuff that's coming up. But anyway, enough about all of that. I, I don't want to get into I, – I sometimes I was laying awake this morning, like 5 o'clock, and I was just kind of reading the news and – I sit there and I go, you know, I'm sick of talking about this whole trans agenda thing. And it is an agenda. And I said, well, you know, don't these people just want to be left alone? Well, apparently they don't. Um, I was watching this guy. He was outside Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, right across from the historic Ryman Auditorium, the old Grand Ole Opry. And he's out there and he's interviewing some people. And this guy walks up. He's, I, he's transgender, I suppose. And uh, he pulls his shirt down and says, look at this woman's nipple. And it's a dude. It's a dude's nipple. I know, trust me when I tell you, I know the difference. And because um, I've told you guys before, I want to see all the nipples, all the female nipples. I want to see them all, including Nancy Pelosi's. I don't care if you're 107 years old. You got to pull your skirt up. Show me the tips of the nipples at your knees. I want to see them all. I want to see nips at the hips. I want to see them all. This was not a women's nipple. And... Uh, then he turns around and he punches the guy with the, holding the microphone and then runs off, you know, and he's like trying to get the police said, this is assault. This is assault. I'm a different type. You punch me in the face and you, you may kill me, but game on. Game on. I, I, like, I'm not wired to just stop and say, oh, police, I've been assaulted. That's not, that's not how I work, especially when I got bitch slapped by a dude that's dressed like Eloise. Speaking of Eloise... Our favorite Dylan Mulvaney dresses up like Eloise, opens the door, does the little voiceover thing. I don't know if you've seen this commercial. We don't have it. I don't want you to see it. But he bounces around saying, I'm six years old. Now, that's weird to me because when I'm talking about the whole groomer thing and you're going to dress like a six-year-old and proclaim yourself to be six-year-old, what's your agenda, right? It's like the old Ron White bit when he said, you know, when they invaded Michael Jackson's home, and they found like life-size dolls that were like children. And he said, now I'm not going to say what I think Michael might've been doing to those dolls that look like children. He said, but if you came in my house and you found a life-size doll that looked like a woman, you would think that I'm having sex with it and you'd be right. <laughs> so I'm just saying on the outside, if you're dressing like a little girl, and you're pushing that deal. It's a little weird. It's like that dude who says, hi, kids. I'm glad you're here. I want to talk to you about things you don't have to say to your parents. You can talk. And you know that guy, that transgender dude, he pulled all those clips down. What's his name? Jeffrey Marsh. Jeffrey Marsh. He pulled all those clips down where he says, hi, kids. I just want to talk to you for a minute. It's like freaky. And I'm like, what's your agenda here? Real creepy. Ugly, too. I mean, that's like, listen, I've dressed like a woman. I've seen what it looks like. Should we send him some Chad's pads? Well, <laughs> he got a tampon sponsorship. Did you see that? Yeah. He did a video the other day talking about, oh, I got a tampon sponsorship. It's like, what are you going to do with them? How are you going to represent a Tampax deal and say, well, I mean, where are you sticking them? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I know the difference between men and women. I'm dealing with allergies and women. I know you women, y'all are like, we, we're women. We do all kinds of things that are painful, like childbirth. And I'm like, yeah, 
The studies have shown that with testosterone, your receptors, whenever you have foreign things in your body like pollen or allergens, testosterone actually makes your uh, your receptors over-respond. That's why guys get the, quote, man flu. Uh, we feel worse, quicker, and longer. And women who have estrogen, their body actually fights it off in a different way so you don't feel as miserable. So there's a difference between people with testosterone and people with estrogen. Apparently, I still have a lot of testosterone because I currently feel like crap. But uh, dresses up like Eloise, does the whole thing. And did you see the Price is Right clip where Dylan Mulvaney as a guy was on there? And one, and like I look at this thing, and they just played the thing, da 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 da, da and he's dancing around, and he's gonna get to spin the wheel because he won the little deal with Drew Carey on Prices Right, and he's dancing around, and you watch this thing, and you're like, he's not trans, he's gay, he's very gay, he's just very gay. gay theater kid, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so now you're gonna do all you, you know, you're just doing the gay stuff. That's one thing, yeah, but you needed to get more attention. So this is why I said last week, and I'm bringing this up. Because it matters. It matters because um, <laughs> when you got trans, you know, the what was it? The person in New York was reading, doing the trans reading hour or whatever at the library. And the attorney general of New York was there with that guy. And they're dressed up like Shrek. Or, I mean, they just had a green face. I don't know. Like, it's a monster reading to them. It's so... Like, if I walk into my house in the dark in the middle of the night and that's sitting in the room with me, something's getting shot. Like, no questions asked. I don't care what book you're reading. Uh, putting holes in the book. So they're doing this with these children, and they're pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. We're pushing back, and, and yet somehow we're the a-holes for pushing back on it. And it's like, I get tired of talking about it, but it's like, I'll stop talking about it when you quit doing it. Um, and, and the twist is weird, right? Like, oh, it's just so innocent. We're exposing people to other cultures, inclusivity and diversity and equity and yeah, 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 yeah. But I said last week, I said, the reason they got a Dylan Mulvaney is because, again, he's not dealing with the dysmorphia as much as he's just, he's just dealing with, uh, uh, he's an attention whore and he's got a brain, got some sense. And so he's a character actor. And I, I this morning I pull these clips off of Instagram because I was scanning through the reels and I just come across these. And I sent it over to Chris. I said, pull these clips. First one I want you to pull is the dude, the black dude in the store. Just a crazy one. And because I watched this and I was like, okay, first of all, this is a skinny guy. I couldn't tell if it was transgender or not. But I'm watching and then, and then I could tell we are dealing with that because I could tell just the behavior. I could tell this is a biological male. And this is why they don't put legit people with gender dys dysphoria in front of national television cameras and say this represents a movement so this is more like what you would get if they put this on the drew barrymore show okay there you go All right. 
Now, can you imagine that on Drew? Can you imagine Drew getting down on her knees in front of that? Right? It walks into the bodega or whatever, the little, the little grill there. And what's crazy is people turn their back. Like it's just a normal behavior. This guy comes in, you want to effing fight? I'm like, uh, I'm not turning my back on you. No. Hell no. But then I sent you another clip that like this, let me show you the true face of the transgender community. Now, I'm not being mean, and I'm not trying to put out hate. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to show you that we are dealing with a mental illness, and you're pushing it towards kids. Now, you want to do this stuff? Fine. Go off and do it with your buddies somewhere that are adults. But when this is the kind of stuff we're trying to normalize and put in front of kids, it's wrong. It's inappropriate. Play that clip. What is a woman? Well, it's none of these things. Ah! Ah! Looks like Herman Munster. Yeah. A woman is a feeling, is what the caption says. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go all the way. You get the point. All right. So now my question to you is you're like, okay, these are people just trying to find themselves. Would you allow any one of those people trying to find themselves to come babysit your child? If they show up, you know, you get on Craigslist looking for a babysitter or Angie's List or whatever the hell, and that shows up, Herman Munster shows up, it says, my name is Lisa you know, I'm great with kids. Not a single one of you are going to let your kids stay with that because that's mental illness. It's mental illness. And yet we're sitting here trying to make it all okay and trying to normalize it in the name of DEI, diversity and inclusion. It's just, it's just, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, 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 nah. not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, it makes me want to throw up. It really does. The, the, the compassionate thing would be to get these people actual help. That would be the compassionate thing. But again, rather than actually deal with a problem and find a solution, we're willing to just say, eh, it's normal behavior. Being a woman is a feeling. Kayla, is it a feeling? Is it a feeling? <laughs> Such a feeling. All right. Uh, well, listen, let me just tell you something. They look like zombies to me. And when the apocalypse hits, and it will hit, and they start dropping the bombs, these are the people that are going to be chasing you, and you're going to want to be in your house, okay? Because when you go to the bodega, you might have some kind of crazy person walk in the behind you saying, you want to fight? You want to and fight? Listen, guys, make sure that you can stay home and during the apocalypse and feed your family, all right? Anybody that thinks that you will not need emergency food in the days coming up, you're not paying attention. The headlines are getting worse. Uh, we're always, you know, the unthinkable is about to happen. I've got T-shirts that say, I miss precedented times. It's time to prepare. It pays to prepare. And that's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. You don't know when the next shoe is going to drop. And when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. 
They got the popular three-month emergency food kit. And right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Each kit's going to give you a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks, 2,000 calories a day for every person in your family, optimum strength and energy. And you can get a $200 savings per kit and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. So I want you to go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you're going to get free shipping as well. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. We'll be right back. All right. Now, when this stuff starts spilling over into our life, the insanity, uh, by the way, I wrote a book called Am I Crazy? <laughs> right here. Go get the audio version of it. Um, and, and, and then they're being told that you can't say certain words, you can't use phrases like woke and all that. But yet we're seeing everything happen from uh, wokeness in the, in the mainstream media. We're seeing it on social media, of course. We're seeing it in just this development of behavior. And then also we're seeing it not only in the government. I mean, just look at the Biden administration. That's all about the, the diversity, you know, equity and inclusion. But then the church, man, you're starting to see it more and more as an acceptable deal. And I'm talking about some mainstream evangelical pastors that I'm watching more just just turn. I mean, I'm just watching some people that I used to read, admire, listen to, value what they had to say. And now it's like, I don't know who you are anymore. Like, I don't understand where you come from with all this stuff. Um, there was a pastor who had this to say about this whole drag thing. Play the clip. Drag is holy. There has been an assault on the rights of drag performers in this country, and we must call out the hypocrisy and the injustice. Jesus called himself a mother hen longing to gather up her chicks. Gender is a construct, you see. And if Jesus can be a mother hen, then you can dress in drag. I've even heard it said that Jesus was, and humanity is, God in drag. So let me say this again for those of you in the back. Drag is holy. Yeah. Well, there's some problems with that. <laughs> oh, Brandon. Um, <clears throat> uh, first of all, Jesus didn't call himself a mother hen. Uh, Jesus said, how long? Jesus said, I have longed to gather you like a chick gathers her hens under his wing, under her wing. Uh, he was using a, a, a euphemism that an allegory there, like a chick gathers its babies under its wing. Um, he didn't call himself that. So let's be clear there. Uh, to say drag is holy, to be holy, the Greek word hagios, that means to be completely otherly from this world. So um, you're talking about something that's happening in this world that's very worldly. Now, you could say drag is very worldly because it is a proclamation of I'm going to be whatever I want to be in this world. That's not holy. Holy is to be completely separated out. It means to be set apart. So 
yeah, you're setting yourself apart with some demonstrations of insanity to just say, this is how different I am. But to say it's holy, to say that it is godlike in that there is a uh, there there is something reverent and it should be revered. See, this is goes back to they're, they're saying the quiet parts out loud. This again, this is a stretch, but uh, you start to see it when Drew Barrymore gets down on her knees in front of a transgender guy and basically say, we're going to bow the knee. Um, this and, and again, there's a difference between trans and drag. I understand that. But let's for the sake of our argument here, let's keep all of the insanity in one bubble for a minute. Um, when you say uh, that that drag is holy, you're saying we should revere it. We should bow down to it. We should serve it. it we should honor it. Uh, we should have sacraments to it. Um, so th- when you start to see the church being infiltrated with this type of nonsense uh, and, and just the absolute, you, you have two things. You can, you can approach the scriptures in two ways. You can have exegesis. Uh, ex is when you take something out of the scripture. You're, you're taking what's, what's there and you're pulling it out in order to expose it. Exegesis is the interpretation. But then you have eisegesis, which is when you put something into the scripture, which is what this person was doing by saying Jesus called himself a chicken, <laughs> a mother hen. That's not what Jesus said at all. So, again, it's like science. It's like data. It's like statistics. You can make the Bible say anything you want it to say in order to justify a lot of things. Go read Psalm 14. It says uh, there is no God. There is a verse there that says there is no God. If you read it, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, if I eisegete and just take that phrase, there is no God out, well, the Bible says there is no God. And by the way, if you want to read the New Testament and you want to read it in the original Koine Marketplace Greek, uh, which I have studied quite extensively in my lifetime, you will see that the definite articles that are utilized in order to describe God, to describe Jesus, and in every other place when it's talking about any person that it's referring to, uses a, a masculine or a feminine pronoun, Okay. There is, it's written into the word masculine, just like we have he, she, they, them. We have these words that define the pronouns. That's true in the Greek language as well. Okay. So if you read uh, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning and all things were made through him that were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In arche ain ha logos, ha logos, that is a masculine definitive pronoun right there, ha, that is saying, that is, he is the word, the word itself is masculine. So that kind of stuff kind of gets in my crawl when you try to take things to make it say what you want to make it say. Just like I tweeted something totally off topic, but I tweeted something yesterday because we just we just apprehended five Chinese nationals at the southern border the other day. And I said they apprehended five Chinese nationals. Everybody's like, what, are you stupid or something? Apparently they're doing their job in the Biden administration. They're getting apprehended. No, those five did. But Chinese nationals crossing the southern border are up by 900%. So you guys are focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, those five got apprehended, but you fail to even realize the consequences or the context of the point, and that is they didn't walk here from China, okay? Where are they from? How'd they get here? There's no wormhole from Beijing to Juarez that they just came through. There's not. So again, you want to take meaning and apply it to words, and you get triggered by it and say, oh, see, I'm going to make this mean something. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Um, 
My girlfriend is the worst of making feelings into facts. <laughs> She's like, well, I don't feel that way. I don't care how you feel. I do care about how you feel, but I don't care about how you feel. Like, I care about your feelings, but how you feel does not interpret reality. That's what this pastor, if you want to call him that, is doing by saying woke is, is, is holy. Give me a break. Well, I mean, then you've got, then you've got Leah Fink. Leah Fink is, um, is a uh, legislator in Minnesota. They, uh, he is the first, he's a biological male, so I'm going to call him he. He is the first transgender legislator. And uh, is he Speaker of the House? Speaker of the House in the state of Minnesota. Good job, guys. Uh, I mean, you, you have a person who is confused about who they are, so let's make them Speaker of the House. And why? Well, because that's what you're supposed to do these days. Feels right. Let's just do it. Um, they did it. They did SCTimes.com did an interview, and uh, they asked him, they said, do you have any guiding principle or mantra you tell yourself? And he answered, he said, tell the truth and lead with your values. That's what I tell myself. Tell the truth and lead with your values. And that way, you won't have to apologize. You won't have to take things back. You won't have to look back at all. I know uh, what I'm doing here, right? I know why I ran for office. I know what it means to want to find someone in office who is like you. And that's why I'm running. I want to do things across many issues. But at the end of the day, the reason I'm here is because nobody who is trans has ever been here before. Once again, being trans is not a qualifier. Just like being a male or a female should not be a qualifier. Um, and then, of course, they go into, what do you think this win means for you and the transgender community in Minnesota? So I'm the first transgender person, but we also have non-binary non -binary candidate who was elected. And we have 11 LGBTQ people who were elected to the legislature, which is incredible. Just an incredible number from Minnesota. Again, why does it matter in regards to that? Um, that's, that's not a merit. In, in any way. Um, I get it. You want somebody in there that you supposedly represents you. Hey, listen, I'm at a stage in the game. I don't think anybody in the government represents me. I don't, I don't care who they sleep with. I don't care what they put on as clothing. I don't care how they identify in their gender. I don't care how they feel. I wish they represented me. I don't think they represented me at all. Nobody. So these are kind of like non-issues. But here's the problem. Here is the problem. USA Today. Took old Leah Fink. Put her picture back up there again. Put his picture back up there again. And uh, there, there's they did a photo shoot. I mean, listen, dude does some curls, man. I'm just saying, uh, some Popeye forearms on that girl. I mean, it's, I mean, Leah eats her spinach, is what I'm saying. Uh, pretty, pretty solid guy there. And uh, USA Today is named transgender. Woman among women of the year. So um, USA Today named Minnesota State Rep Leah Fink as its woman of the year honoree for the state of Minnesota. But Fink, who identifies as a transgender, is a biological man. Um, yeah. And then, of course, they went off and quoted Fink numerous times and uh, about how you just got to. I mean, you forget that. Don't forget that last year, Admiral Rachel Levine. Uh, Richard Levine, another biological man who identifies as a woman, was named among the honorees as well. And uh, Justin Trudeau, earlier this month, um, issued a statement on International Women's Day in which he declared that trans women are women. Well, the thing is, Justin, it doesn't matter what you declare, dude. <laughs> I mean, again, who made, who made him God? 
Exactly. That's that's what happens when dictatorship it, it gets in your mind and takes over. Um, and you're like, well, what? How is it hurting you, Chad? Well, me personally, it's not hurting at all. Because like I, I know I know my capabilities and my limitations. I know that I'm I know who I am. I know how I'm created to be. I, I know that I'm a man, right? I know my weaknesses. I know my strengths. It doesn't hurt me at all. But you don't want to follow this type of logic and reasoning to its consequences. And I have children, and I'll have grandchildren, and I care about the generations to come. Now, if we want to talk about what the Bible says, Pastor, uh, the, the Bible says that a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, that's not just money. That's legacy. Um, that's making sure that honor is passed down, that a name is passed down. Kind of hard to pass down a name when you're denying your name and changing your name to be something else. It's, it's kind of hard to be honorable when you're dishonoring who you are in the name of, you know, to get attention. Now, I will tell you this, and I'll go to a break. You notice you don't see this kind of shit happening in the hood. You don't. You don't. You don't see this. Let me tell you, you pull this stuff in the hood, you get ostracized real quick. They marginalize you real fast. They're like, okay, okay. Yeah, Shanane. Yeah. You go all Shanane, and I promise you, they're going to call you out on that. So <laughs> here's why it doesn't happen. Because minorities already know that they have oppression to overcome. They've dealt with it for generations. They, they're overcoming just simply being a minority in many cases. This happens in the white community, in the people who have privilege. And they do. They, they've, got, they've got the privilege. And the point when I say that is they're not dealing with the built-in oppression that tends to happen in some communities. All right? Now, because we have been told for so long that we white people are oppressors, we can't escape that. They're telling us. Everybody's telling mainstream media. Everybody's telling us we got to apologize for being white. We got to pay reparations. All this crap. You know, California's doing. They want to pay reparations. We, we're white. We're the oppressors. We're the guilty ones. We're the ones who committed the sins. We can never get out of that. We'll always. We'll live and die as long as we're white, especially if we're patriarchally male and toxic. We'll always be the problem. So here's the issue. The issue is this. We got to find a way to not be oppressors anymore. We've got to join the oppressed class. So what we do is we decide, well, I just don't feel like I am who I am. I need to be something different. So I'm going to put on a dress and I'm going to embrace being another gender. And now everybody has to look at me too as being classified as one of the oppressed as well. So that's what you have is people are now jumping in droves into this this trend of going, oh, I, I'm not who I, I'm not who I was supposed to be. I, I'm a persecuted person. I'm an oppressed person. I don't feel like I was created to be the gender that I am. So I'm going to be something different. And now you have to accept me as a marginalized and a persecuted class. It only happens with the white people. By and large, it's only happening with the white people. I'll let you talk amongst yourselves while we go to break. We'll be right back.
I don't know. I think people get mad at me. They get tired of me preaching at them all the time. You think I'm going to stop? I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm just not going to do it. We're going to keep bringing you truth. Let you interpret it as you want. Uh, listen, we're living in a world, quite honestly, where dumb is the new, the new smart. That's the deal. Dumb is the new smart. Everything is opposite. So, folks, I, I give a lot of credence to the notion that evil and stupid, they make excellent bedfellows in a society that's riding to hell in a handbasket and hoping against hope to get there as soon as possible. You see, stupid is a thing that can come in and do all the legwork for evil, especially during those times when it's necessary for evil to sort of hide its face for a bit. And, and of course, there's work that stupid simply there's work that stupid simply doesn't have the capacity to do you follow me but for which it can so very readily rely on evil when the chips are down so let's take the current state of education in new york for instance now i know you're probably thinking chad that's a little bit on the nose for both stupid and evil could you have picked a more obvious place to illustrate this mini philosophy to, to, to that i say hold on to your hats because things are even worse than we already knew now, New York State is now lowering the threshold for what's going to be considered, quote, proficient on its standardized tests. And why? Evil and stupid, remember? They're trying to make up for the loss of learning among their students statewide between the years of 2019 and 2022. Now, I know that it's hard to cast your memory back so very, very far, but you might recall something that was going on in those years, something which affected the whole world but affected blue states like New York even more because of a heaping helping of totalitarian-flavored hullabaloo. And yeah, it was that whole pandemic thing. From 2019 to 2022, standardized scores in things like math proficiency dropped precipitously, 7.6 points, in fact, and that was really, really bad. It's, it's just impossible to calculate fully just how bad it was because we're going to have to wait to see the results as they fan out into society over the coming decades. decades. We're screwed. Now, suffice it to say, it was, it was a black mark on the public education system in the state of New York, for sure. So if you were in charge of steering the educational ship in your state and it had performed that poorly over the past several years, what would you do? I'm willing to bet a considerable amount of money that I know what you wouldn't do, and that's to set the 2022 score levels as the new proficient level. Yeah, I, don't adjust your dial or anything. You heard me right. That's what they're doing in New York. The mentality seems to be our kids just got a whole lot dumber during the pandemic, what with having to learn from home and all. So instead of trying to stop the bleeding... Let's just draw a line on the right side of that F and turn it into an A. I mean, that's literally what they're doing. And hey, it used to, it used to work on 80 sitcoms, so what in the world would keep it from working in modern real life? Well, folks, listen, what we're witnessing is the slow, agonizing death of the American mind. So many things have set us apart from the rest of the world in the past century. Our ingenuity, our industry, our collective values, our dedication to an ideal that subsumed our pretty individual desires while paradoxically recognizing our freedom to pursue them. And it's all going away. Evil and stupid are at work again. The stupid part is the atrophy, the slow disintegration, not only of learning, but of the desire to pursue something higher. And the evil part is that which lies in wait to grab the useful idiots such as a state produces. It's dangerous. It militates to my point that you should get your kids out of the public school system. I say it all the time, and it's above everything you know, it's pretty freaking sad. So here we are. Um, I don't know how anybody chooses to stay in these states like 
New York, California, any of them. Um, I mean, we talked about how they're, well, we're going to talk tomorrow about the whole reparations thing they're trying to do in California. And now Gavin Newsom, see, he's bit off more than he could chew. Because now they're holding him to it. And they, California never had slaves. So n- never had them. Positive. But now they're going to enslave all their citizens. Because by putting that many billions of dollars into reparation funds, 94%, 93% of the people polled in California said, yes, we should pay reparations. But then they said, oh, it's going to cost all the taxpayers $600,000 a piece. They were like, oh, uh, shit. That, that went down to like 0.3%. They were 93% for it until they found out the, the, where the money was going to come from. Until you get the number. It's so now they're holding them to it. Now they're holding them to it. And, uh, but it, it's clown world. Let them do it. Let them do it. California, man, what a beautiful place. Historically speaking, what a beautiful place. I mean, California saved people. You know, when, when the farmers and the ranchers in Oklahoma and various parts of the Midwest, when the Dust Bowl hit, they loaded up and they went to California, man, and, and went out there and made that place a paradise, made it great. And now you turn it into, well, you utilize the stupidity and the evil, and you see what you get. I mean, it's, it's been gutted. It's been gutted of its values, gutted of, of its value. It's been gutted of its, uh, you know, the, just the, the things that made it incredible. Gone. The only thing still good is the weather. And y'all just got some weird shit going on out there recently, too, with the snow and the rain. So who knows what's going on with California? Oh, stupidity and evil. They are <coughs> strange, strange bedfellows. Speaking of strange bedfellows and stupidity and evil, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre yesterday had the cast of Ted Lasso at the White House and then brought him in and put him up on stage to why, what, what's the deal here? I mean, mental health? Seriously? So they brought the cast of Ted Lasso and put her while she's, this is the business of the country. And they bring the Hollywood cast up there to talk to the White House press pool about mental health. What does Jason Sudeikis know about mental health? What are are, mental health? This whole episode has been about mental health. What? (laughs) Well, then they started. Yeah, for real. They would love that. And then they started shouting her down for like 10 or 15 minutes calling her an enemy to the First Amendment, and they didn't care. Like People were like, oh, my God, they're, they're, the press pool's yelling at her, and she's like, this is a charade. This needs to stop. Um, play, play the clip real quick. You can't keep discriminating against some people in the briefing room because you don't like them, you don't like them. So you have a choice. No, you, you have a choice. You have a choice. A number of people okay. in the briefing room, and I'm saying that that's not right. This is not China. This is not Russia. This is the United ah! States. This is the White House. She's so embarrassed. She is being humiliated. And I'm glad. Even worse than that. And then I saw the clip where the Ted Lasso cast is behind her and they're yelling at her. 
and and she's you know talking about how um uh like they're embarrassed and it's like what you thought we were you were just going to trot your hollywood buddies out here and everything was going to be okay i don't give a damn about the cast of ted lasso it's a good tv show but it's damn. a great tv show but everybody most people watching this are going what the hell's a ted lasso yeah. And so we're watching it, and it's like, I don't give a damn about the cast of some Hollywood show. I don't care. Let's be about the business of the nation. Xi Jinping is walking down the red carpet with Vladimir Putin in Moscow. They're having crumpets and vodka. Can we, can, can we deal with that? Can we talk about Iran? Can we talk about North Korea? North Korea said they're ready to do nukes on South Korea. I know. But no, let's talk about Ted Lasso. So anyway, anyway, yeah, Russia claims to have intercepted two U.S. bombers bombers over the Baltic Sea. Uh, Russia said one of its fighter jets intercepted two uh, U.S. B-52 bombers over the Baltic Sea on Monday. Potential provocation that comes just after Russian planes force a U.S. drone in the Black Sea. But no, let's talk about Ted Lasso and mental health. Good God, you want to talk about mental health? Walk the halls of the White House and look at all the retards that are in there. It's absolutely stupid. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Before we move on with that, just just to prove my point, because some of you get mad when I say the mental illness and whatever. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris wrote a glowing letter to transgender TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney, according to an Instagram post. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, Kamala Harris personally thanked him for his advocacy, uh, said, thank you for courageously sharing your story and your journey. I appreciate your continued advocacy for transgender equality, including during your visit to the White House last year. No, no, but let's get Tad Les- Ted Lasso up here to tell us about mental health. Um, yeah, call it a uh, you contender to break barriers and inspire young people. Inspire young people. That's exactly what we don't want you to do. Stay away from the young people. See, that's the whole deal. It's like, oh, this ain't your youth pastor. God, I hope not. But I mean, let's get back to the business of America. How about that? I mean, uh, uh, Peter Ducey. He tried. Thank God for Peter Ducey. He tried to play the clip. It seems like this, uh, these two superpowers are teaming up now against the U.S. Why did President Biden let this happen? Peter, these are two countries that have long chafed, as I said to Jeff, long chafed um, at U.S. leadership around the world. Um, and... Uh, and the network of alliances and partnerships that we have. This is not, this is not something that uh, these two countries just cooked up since President Biden got elected. Oh, but they did. Yeah, they exactly did. That's exactly what they did. They cooked up. They wouldn't have done this with Donald Trump in the White House. They saw the weakness. After Afghanistan and the withdrawal there, they saw the weakness and they said, oh, they did cook it up. That was his way of saying, we really can't do anything about it. That's what he was saying. Oh, this well, this they, you know they've been conspiring against us for a long, long time. I mean, we can't really stop them from doing it. Yeah, you can, you can. 
Uh, but don't worry, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. You know how I know? The current president of the United States told us so. What? Play the clip. I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no. Well, he, you know, you think for somebody that's been in politics for 50 years, he'd know better than to refer to your, um, your opponent as the future president. And, um, yeah, Nancy Pelosi would say, oh, my God, I can't believe he's, oh, my God. Um, uh, Pelosi said, oh, please, don't even say such a thing. That isn't kidding. That's horrible. But it's okay. He crossed himself. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. So, you know, you know, and, well, I mean, listen, trans is holy. Drag is holy. Let's be correct. Drag is holy. I noticed that pastor didn't say anything about trans being holy. Um, you know what's holy is toxic masculinity. You know what's holy is heterosexual sex. <laughs> when I'm having it. How about that? I mean, if we're calling things holy, you know what else is holy? Chad's pads. Chadpads.com. You know what else is holy? Tequila. It's all holy. Engage in some holiness. I mean, if we're just going to interpret everything, let's just do it. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. And uh, here's the thing. There's no priest uh, in America that wants to bless Joe Biden because he's a baby murderer. And they've already said because of it, he cannot have communion. So there's no father to bless him. That's, and by the way, when a Catholic crosses themselves like that, he's not talking to God the Father. He's talking to the priest. He's having confessional to the priest. Okay. Yeah, no, no. He wasn't saying, he wasn't saying it to God. Catholics say that to the father, the priest, the man. Or the woman. Or the trans. Or the drag. I don't know. Whatever. It's all holy. It's all holy. Uh, I got to get caught up on Ted Lasso at this point. I, I'm down a few episodes. <coughs> I need to get back. Uh, those are things that will never happen in my life. All right. Hang tight, folks. We're not done. We'll be right back. Now, listen, you parents and you grandparents out there, you may think that I'm just saying, nah, it's all going to, you know, you, maybe I'm being too mean and too critical. It's all going to be fine. Just let, let the crazy lunatic Democrat leftist progressive weirdos handle it all. Okay, just let them do it. Your kids will be fine. Trust me. You don't believe me? Pay attention to this one. I see access as a problem. Um, I see parents being able to direct their child's um, education, and they are already in the lower 25 percentile, meaning a lot of those parents did not finish high school and cannot direct their, could not finish their own education. I am extremely concerned that we would put money in their hands and that and that entire piece of life in the hands of parents who are not qualified to make those decisions and they don't have the money to put in the difference that yeah. their child would need to attend a private school if there were one in there already in their um, region. There you go, folks. That's the state of Georgia right there. Uh, that's right. Y'all are broke and you're stupid. You ain't got no ability. You're not qualified to make sure that your kids don't, don't grow up and be broke and stupid. So let the state do it. Now, the state made y'all broke and stupid. 
So let's make sure that you give your kids back over to the state because y'all aren't qualified because you've broken stupid. So let's keep per- perpetuating the broken stupid paradigm uh, and the pattern. All right, guys. Hank, Sim McKinney, Friday night. Get your tickets at chadpratherlive.com. Going to be in Midland, Texas. They were bouncing around going to um, – we're going to be uh, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. It was in Midland. The next month, we're going to uh, uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Then we're going to be in Godley, Texas, back at Del Norte. we got a private event coming up, so be sure to check my website on that that only VIPs are going to be able to go to. Uh, check it out. going to be good times. going to be good times. We're going to influence some young people, and you're going to love it. All right, guys. We love you. God bless you. Don't forget, subscribe to Blaze TV so you get overtime with me and Stu this week. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Bye.